without those beans there'd have been no stock to get up to the giant in the first place wait a minute mag shake beans for a cow so old that you had to tell lie to sell it which you told were they worthless beans were they oversold until she persuaded me to steal that gold see it's your fault careful yes it is it's not it's true wait a minute but i only stole the gold to get my cow back from you oh i went as long as i could i was like i know the words up to a certain point <laughs> oh that's uh, that's just how we do it now guys that's how we, that's happened at least once per thing yeah like, that's been the new mic check it's a very good mic check because damn <laughs> does a lot happen there and uh and it's look, burned into my soul it, and i will never be. forget it <laughs> i want to know you 80 years from now i just feel like I haven't talked to a hundred and ten year old Emily. I mean like <laughs> Emily, without those beans. <laughs> and you'd be there like There have been no stock. You bitch. There have been no stock. <laughs> Get up to the giant in the first place, you old hag. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> and then that's actually how you die, because you just cannot maintain the breath support at that point. It's just me in a wheelchair spinning in the hallway going, It's the last midnight. <laughs> It's the boom and squish. I'm there and I only ever sing the boom squish part, even though she only says that once. And we're just like, it's not that this time. And I'm like, boom squish. And then they're coming at you fast. It's just me rolling down the hallway at like somebody. I'm cackling in the background. We are going it's to my, be a nightmare. We have to be in the same home together. We do. Um, <laughs> I think what we need to do is... Um, so, like get children maybe not have them but get them obtain okay. children okay. and then enough. have them marry <laughs> so that we may be in the same family yeah. and end up in the same home yeah much more likely that way are we legally getting the children i mean one hopes <laughs> <laughs> but like i'm okay. not gonna hold us to that okay because <laughs> who knows what the world's gonna be like yeah. Maybe in a few years' time, you can just get a child. <laughs> and it's, like, actually better. Well, maybe in a few years' time, we'll be in a civil war. Right. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's fine. There are birds fighting on my balcony, and it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Thank you guys for bearing with us um, while we didn't rec uh, release a, a podcast on my birthday because I just wasn't feeling it. <laughs> no. A lot was going on. Yes. A lot is still going on. More obviously. is going on now. Yeah. And yet here we are. And yet here we are. Doing our best anyway. Well. For your fucking asses. I mean, we do. We're doing. We're doing. Period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We are upright. Yes. Oh, proud of us. Yeah. That was big. Ding dang. Yeah. Mm. I start, uh, just as an update for people, I start a new job, possibly Monday, possibly Tuesday, depending on when the background check comes through, which, like, as a person who has never committed a felony, I still get super oh, nervous. Oh, yes. Yeah. I don't tell, tell people about, like, when I started my new job last year, <laughs> I, like, told maybe three people because oh, I sure. was so nervous. And it's ridiculous because I have also never done anything my background is clean as a whistle right <laughs> but i have nothing to explain it's like they're gonna find that speeding ticket that i got like six years ago yeah and they're gonna fucking throw me out i don't know why i think i'm a criminal i'm glad <laughs> that you also have had that feeling and i'm sure we're not alone no i can guarantee we're not if anyone else has felt like you must be on the brink of getting walked out of a new job like all the time while they're running your background check and you know you're just like <laughs> just the yeah. most milk toast person when it's uh, like I was nervous to like give notice at my other job because I'm like 
what if I give notice and then my background doesn't come through? Right. And then all of a sudden I am without a job and I can't take back my other notice. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? I will say, I think like my last job helped the most with that because they will take like pretty much anybody, but yeah. they'll, but they do run, they're very serious about background checks. And if you don't pass it, they will walk you out in front of everybody. They don't give a shit. So, like, the fact that I was not walked out <laughs> by security made me feel a lot better about how yeah. my background checks would go. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, insane. But, yeah. So, Emily, how was your week? It your sucked. Week. Did it? It did. High fucking five, my dude. <laughs> uh, it's frustrating that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is gone. I was expecting so it. I was just hoping she was going to be stubborn enough to hold out to November. She was already. I think she enough. was trying. Yeah, I really do think so. She like worked till her last goddamn yeah. breath. It's like really sad. And the system entirely needs an overhaul. Yeah, because the fact that everyone is terrified with her gone of what's going to happen is bad. Yeah, it's real bad. There was that post going around that really resonated of like. I'm I wanted to be sad for her and instead I was afraid mm -hmm. and I hate that that's the feeling mm -hmm. like yeah Ruth Bader Ginsburg wouldn't wouldn't want people to be feeling this way with her death either <laughs> but here we but I think she are. also would understand yeah yeah here we are so yes that is the very tragic news that happened very recently when we yep. are recording and Ooh. COVID it's right. lovely. Everything's great. Um, this area is absolutely exploding with COVID. We are right in now. New York Times. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. real bad. We're the number one county as far as number of new cases per day per one hundred thousand people in the nation. Yeah. Um, and people are still calling it a hoax. Yeah. Like, to uh, our health department on mm -hmm. their Facebook. Oh my God! I know. Like, what is the? This is so much work for a hoax. Do you understand <laughs> how many people need to get together to say, yeah, we had 256 cases in a day yeah. and everyone has to corroborate that story yeah. and give a shit. And like, setting up the testing sites. Right. Oh, man. There is a COVID testing site outside of the Mayo, which is very close to my house. Driving by that thing um, on the first day of like really escalated cases was like the most dystopian thing I've ever seen in my mm -hmm. life. Because it was just like, there were police directing traffic, everybody wearing masks. It was just way more people I'd ever seen in this like tented off triage area. I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. All we need is like, I don't know, for it to be nighttime and like ha to have like the National Guard there. And I'd be like, there we go. This is it. This, this is, is it. like aliens have landed or like there's a plague or the zombie apocalypse. Well, like it looks like all that shit. I mean, we're on our way. Yeah, why not? Trump stated that he wasn't he was going to try and write an executive order possibly so that Biden couldn't run for president, which is literally illegal for him to do. Well, yeah, of course. And literally then like. Of all of the stupid things he said, mm -hmm. this is impressive. Oh, yeah. It's like, who the fuck told you that that was, like, a thing? North that that Korea. Was thing yeah, right? Russia. He's got a boner for dictators. He loves a dictator. Wants to be one he so He wants bad. to be one. But, unfortunately, he's in the wrong country. I mean... Maybe. Sort of. <laughs> he's in a little bit of the wrong country. He's... Partially. it's. I just love all the people bowing down to fascism immediately just because it's Trump who's saying he'll do it. This, It's like... God, but then beating fucking... up anti-fascism people. Right. Like, 
Yeah, I'm sure. Antifa is not a terrorist organization. It's literally against a terrorist organization. It's literally just called anti-fascism. It's like, y'all would have loved Hitler, huh? Mm -hmm. And nobody likes to admit that. Nobody likes to think it. But some of these Trumpers would have just been up Hitler's ass. Well, you know, maybe we can soften it a little bit. Maybe they're they're more Mussolini types. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just would have they had want Hitler a softer dictator. <laughs> mm, a little bit of an al dente dictator. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Who's also horrific. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, not any better really. No. Oh god, no. Um, but yeah, it just seems like definitely as long as you like what the dude was saying like 2 years ago, then whatever he's doing now is completely fine with you, you bootlicking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess you can just do whatever when you're Trump. I would say Hitler. grow a backbone, but obviously it was ripped out of your ass. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so um, that's the world. You knew it already. It's fine. So shall we? We we both went a little lighter. We attempted to. Yeah. I just went kind of like weird. Same. Cool. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm hearkening back to earlier days. Oh, I'm excited. Tell us what we're drinking first, and then we'll um, We are doing a raspberry syrup thing. Yeah, is that just a syrup? Because yeah. it's really yummy. Yeah, and with a Sprite and a metric ton of vodka. Apparently, because <laughs> Emily was like, "How drunk do we want to get?" And I was like, "Just a little. I haven't. I might have to talk to my new boss." And then she proceeded <laughs> to make the strongest drink ever. And we have a separate drink that I have for us to drink during yeah. my stories. So, like, the one that goes with mine is water, and we're not doing that we today. Are so, not do- I mean, I did bring a water, but now I'm gonna not drink it out of spite for this story. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shall we get into it? I'm super excited. Sure. I'm going to give everything away with this quote. Oh, God. Okay, okay, okay. See, watch me not know it. This happens to me every time. You make me so nervous. I mean, (laughs) it's just the concept, not the actual story. Unless you've heard this story, which is kind of weird because I hadn't heard this story until today. Then I probably haven't. Let's do this. I want everyone to know that it wasn't the bear's fault. He was as scared as I was. The face journey was amazing, and I'm really sad that we're <laughs> not on a visual platform because uh... um, I imagine it was a little bit like that that girl who's like, "Ew, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, <laughs> kombucha girl." Yes. Um. <laughs> okay, so it's a bear story. Like it's a said. bear story. Harkening it's a throwback. Back. I love that, oh. and it's got a really weird survival tactic. Is it? Is it masturbating? It is not masturbating. I'll get there one day. We'll figure it out. I mean, I guess it's a kink for someone out. It actually probably is. Actually, you know what? No, it really is. Whoa. (laughs) God, you went through a journey just now. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm not really in the kink world. So it took me a minute to, you know, get there. Except for a couple episodes literally ago when you were like, I was all over Reddit and I learned some stuff. About (laughs) other things. Not about people's really bad kinks in some ways in some ways anyway Look, it's it's a weird time to be alive it's always been, it's always been a weird time so be. our survivor is chase delwo and he survived a grizzly bear attack in montana okay okay that's where they happen that feels right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he and his brother shane 
um, went out on a Saturday morning to do some bow hunting for elk. Okay. Um, it was very windy, and it was snowy, and it was rainy. Sounds fucking miserable. Yes. So they spotted an elk herd and decided that Chase was going to walk up a narrow creek bed in the hopes that he would drive the animals to a ridge where Shane was lying in wait. Sure. I guess that's like a tactic, yeah. right? It's like, yeah, you walk through and kick up as many animals as you can. Yeah. Um, Chase said about eight to ten minutes in, I heard a bull bugle, so I quickened my pace. And then it wasn't until he was just three feet away that he realized he was approaching a bear that had been sleeping. Oh, no. The windy conditions meant that the bear was just as surprised as Chase was. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you hadn't heard him coming nope. or anything. That's Everybody how you was shocked. That's how you sneak up on a bear. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and the bear's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so he had an arrow knocked and he put the bow up in front of his face, took two or three steps back, and there just, there wasn't any time. Oh, God. Because it's like a 400 pound grizzly bear. And they move so damn fast. They're how- so speedy. Oh. For how big it's, they are? Yeah. It's amazing. It's insane. It's like hippos. Yeah. You don't expect it charging you until it's fucking charging and then you. it's like going 35 miles yeah. an hour from zero. Yeah. Like terrifying. What the fuck? I, I would just freeze up like, oh my God, it's just so fast. I have had no time to do anything and I'm already dead. I'm dead now. I died in that moment of overthinking. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I would probably have my hands in the air and be screaming at it angrily. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and for some animals that would work some animals that would work for grizzlies not so much maybe not um so the bear knocked chase off his feet and bit down on the top <sighs> and back of his head oh no um quote he he let go but he was still on top of me roaring the loudest roar i'd ever heard because he was scared well yeah you and scared also, the shit out of the bear well and also the bear's like right on you it's yeah it's very loud because it's in your fucking ear and it's very big it's a huge boy the bear left chase managed to sit up and then the bear came back and bit his lower right leg oh no and kind of shook him in his mm-hmm. mouth and then like threw him sideways it sounds like the revenant like there's yeah. like that scene which i think is accurate to the story the scene in the movie where he gets attacked like the mm-hmm. bear leaves for a while yeah and it's like fine and then he comes back and it's so fucking brutal yeah <laughs> to see him get beat up all over again yeah like so scary and then the bear goes away again for a little bit mm-hmm. and then comes back i wonder what the point of that is what the idea know. behind it is in the bear's mind of like well i guess he's gone maybe he thinks like oh he's dead and then it watches him for a while. As soon as he sees him moving, he's like, Make sure oh. there's no other predators. Right. Good call. Um, quote from Chase. I remembered an article that my grandmother gave me a long time ago that said large animals have bad gag reflexes. Oh, interest. Don't know. So. What are you going to do, buddy? I shoved my arm right down its throat. Oh, no, buddy. And it worked. And the bear left. Because the bear just went, Wah. yep. I don't like this. <laughs> this is not my kink. No, 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 no. You got to ask me before you mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. Consent <laughs> is important. <laughs> um. So the bear left. The bear was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> and fucked off. And Chase started to like get up and started walking. Completely disoriented. Isn't he, like, so injured right now? The one thing he, like, remembers is he saw a six-point elk on the way out. 
<laughs> like, he so remembers annoyed. that because it was disappointing. Right. Like, oh, man, I'm in no, like, I can't shoot that thing right yeah. now. It's the only thing I wanted to do today. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. He said, I forced myself to calm down and not to panic. I was lost. I cleared out the blood out of my eyes. I'd allow, if I had allowed myself to panic, I would still be in there. Because mm. yeah. he wouldn't have survived it. That's legit. That's so he made it out. He got to the meetup point with his brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just literally covered in blood. Would have to be. His brother was probably like, oh my God. And his brother said he was lifting his bow above his head and kind of waving it. And I thought he'd shot an elk. He had to tell me he'd been bitten by a bear. Because, I mean, like, you're just kind of covered. I, uh, yeah, I guess. Like, thinking that he'd also, shot an elk and somehow gotten a bunch yeah, of elk blood on yeah. him. Yeah weird still dude like is that normally what people look like after they've shot elks because i don't fucking think so i don't think so and if that's what you look like after shooting an animal then you are absolutely doing it wrong i think you might have shot the animal bad yeah <laughs> you did bad if, if you make the animal into like a tarantino movie like yeah. if he's just spraying blood on you i think you hit it in a bad yeah. spot if you look like you're recording the opening to hannibal like <laughs> you are doing something very wrong uh so Shane was worried that Chase had sustained serious injuries to vital organs. Yeah, he was getting tossed around and bitten. Oh, my God. I can't believe he's upright. But they were able to determine that he didn't have any abdominal injuries. It was all lucky. Yeah, like luckily placed bites. Wow. So, like, just extremities and stuff like that. Yeah, and his head. I mean, that that part, not so good. No, no, But um, they got him to the car. Because, I mean, it's Montana. Yeah, you ain't near There's, nothing. It was a 20-minute drive to the medical center because they just happened to be close enough to one. They called ahead to let them know they were coming. Thank God it was only 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah, you could have been miles and miles and hundreds of miles. Yeah, hours you could have been out in the middle of fucking nowhere. For sure. Um, so they go to the medical center. And then... Shane, the brother, had to call Chase's wife. Oh, God, yeah. Who was at home. And she said, normally I would be hunting with them. I was just relieved when I saw him. Oh, man. She might have been out there. Yeah. At, oh, oh. I would feel, oh, so awful if I yeah. were her. So he received excellent care. I'm sure they deal with bear attacks in Montana. Yeah. Probably not the first one they've seen. No. Especially with, like... This article was posted in King Junction, one of the articles I found, um, with, like, Yellowstone National Park and people being stupid with the bison. Oh, no. And, like, trying to take selfies with the bison and then getting hurt. Well, yeah, they're animals. They're, they're wild, wild animals. animals. Just leave them alone. That are very large. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. This is dumb. And, like, people taking, like, bear selfies out in the wild. A bear selfie? Yeah. A belfie? You know. When you see a bear in its natural habitat and then you turn your fucking back to it. Yeah. And then, and try then to you take a picture. Go say cheese. <laughs> like what the like hell is wrong with people? How stupid do you need to be? Stupid enough to get eaten by a bear and you should. You should. <laughs> you just should. This is Darwinism at work. Yeah. This is fine. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> mad about it. <laughs> Fuck you and your bear selfie. <laughs> Anyways. So he was released from the hospital the next day or two and couldn't hunt for the rest of the season because 
it beat him up pretty bad. Yeah. And he, like, shoots with his left hand and his left eye, and it was pretty beaten up and swollen. But he intends to go after elk when rifle season opens. (laughs) Easier to fire a gun than a bow and arrow, I suppose. Yeah. When was this? Mm -hmm. I thought you said a year, but I can't remember. I did not. Hold on. I might have. Did I? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I can't remember simple facts. Twenty fifteen. Okay, all right. Not super long ago. Right. It sounded pretty modern day stuff. Yeah. Um. So Chase was not carrying any bear spray. Oh. But also because of how windy it was, it wouldn't have been effective. I was just gonna ask, like, how often does that actually work? And the speed of the encounter wouldn't have allowed time to discharge any spray. Is that like just mace? You're supposed to yeah. mace him in the face? Yeah, basically. Hmm. Interesting. But when asked if he had any advice for others after being mauled by a bear, both he and his wife answered in unison, carry bear spray. Really? Okay. Just in case. Just in case. Even if, you know, if he, because if he had come across it even a couple further feet away than he had, that there would have been, been a chance. Yeah. For sure. And, like, you you have a lot bigger chance of spraying an animal in the face properly than shooting it in just yeah. the right spot to kill Especially it. Especially with a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> so that it can't hit you at all. Yeah. Like, that's not going to happen. No. Um, and even yeah. shooting at you, you have to be damn good. Right. Bears are hard to kill. And he was just incredibly unlucky to stumble upon a bear who he didn't see and who didn't hear him. Like, damn. Yeah. But he had a couple hundred stitches and staples in his head. Oh, my God. Some stitches on his face, a bruise and swollen left eye, and deep puncture wounds on his right leg. Ow. Just puncture wounds on his leg. Like, the thing is, you get the right part of your leg and you're done, dude. Like, There's some massive arteries in your leg. Yeah. And he just must have really missed all that stuff, thank God. He walked on through. Yeah. Just found his brother after getting. Yeah, he was just like, whoop. (laughs) Full on mauled by a bear. Dust that off. (laughs) I'm good. But he really wanted everyone to know that it wasn't the bear's fault. Like, sure. that's the one thing he, like, kept saying in the hospital. Oh, Just, like, it wasn't the bear's fault. The bear was just as scared as I was. That makes sense. I mean, it's like, I w- he was just chilling. He was sleeping. Yeah. And then, then there's a dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, who knows how many, how often most bears even see a person. Yeah. And what that thing is, is it's probably... It's big. It's walking on its hind legs. Right. Yeah, which, which is, is like, like a bear thing when yeah. they're trying to intimidate another bear as they rise up. Automatic uh, like act of aggression just yeah. to be on your yeah. hind feet. So when walking through the woods, you should be on all fours. <laughs> just start crawling. Just start crawling. Mm, yeah, we uh, should be like survivalists because we know a lot of stuff and you should definitely listen to everything we say. And if you don't have to, don't go into the woods. Um, yeah. Bad things happen in Just, the woods. There what are is serial the killers in the woods hiding mm-hmm. in the trees waiting for you. Yep. Always. They're like drop bears, only worse. Either there are serial killers or there are bears. And sometimes they're like coyotes. And usually those guys are fine. But sometimes they're hungry and they might eat your face. Just saying. Maybe you just stay out of the fucking woods. Also cougars. There's a lot of cougars. There's a good number of cougars. And wolves. And older women who are looking to fuck younger mm. men. Yes. <laughs> Also hiding in trees, <laughs> ready to drop at a moment's notice, especially during hunting season. That's where they get them. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. The vodka. The vodka's what's oh, happening. Oh, the vodka's what's happening right now. Lovely. Oh, man. Well, 
I'm glad he's okay. Yeah. Like, by now, he must be fully recovered. Yeah. I hope that, like, he's still hunting. I'm sure he is. I didn't he... Google it. I don't like looking at pictures of people's hunting yeah. photos. Yeah. Right. Like, icky. Ugh. I don't like it. Um, But some people do it because, like, he would probably, you know, go and eat that. You know? Yeah. Hopefully it's not just Hopefully. a trophy thing. If it is, then he and I need to have some fucking words. Right. It can be both, and too. I'll bring the bear. Like, Jake's brother wants him to go elk hunting because those are much bigger than the deer you would get yes. here. But they would still, like, eat the meat even though they'd be looking for, like, the big buck. You yeah. Know? My old co-worker's husband went caribou hunting in Alaska. Ooh. And those are... Them are some big boys, I imagine. Like, she showed a picture of him with his kill, because you get one. Really? Because they're so big, and you're responsible for bringing it back. Right. And bringing it down to the airport, so they had to, like, float it down a river. Oh, my God. And it was this whole operation. Yeah, I suppose, like... huge. That's your they're whole day if you shoot huge. Yeah. I mean, I try to picture a moose. It's got to be about as big yeah. as a moose. And moose are so big. They're so big. They're really fucking tall. <laughs> that is like, right. you can hit your car on a moose and the moose is going to be fine. Right. And it's going to wreck your shit and it's mm. going to survive that collision and it's going to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because like, you can totally total your car on a deer, but it will oh, yeah. likely kill that deer as oh, yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Totaling I, your car on a moose, there's... <laughs> limited chance that you're going to kill that moose unless you hit it just right right like you're probably going to injure it right pretty badly but like i'm just picturing like a moose in the middle of the road and then you you the front of your car just crumples on it yeah. and it goes ow and you're you're just and then it's giant horns just come down and pick up the car <laughs> and throw it into the ocean <laughs> that's across um, a continent that's how i assume a moose is yeah all I was told was don't fuck with moose. <laughs> Jake recently posted that video of the two moose fighting in somebody's driveway. Oh. While the man is like, Ma, Ma, get out of here. There's some National Geographic shit going on. It's so funny. Like, I want to see, like, a moose in the wild. And, like, a bear in the wild. Because I've seen bison. Oh, sure. And that was weird. It's just a strange concept. It's like seeing a whale. We're just like, this is very large. Yeah, this is bigger than I expect. Yeah. Even though I know how big they are in my intellectual brain. Yeah. Seeing something that big up close is like, whoa. <laughs> well, because I had a white tip shark swim under me when I was snorkeling. Ooh. And it was longer than me. Mm. And I just kind of had this existential crisis. Oh, God. For a second. <laughs> Like, I am so small and the universe is so big. Also, <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know, I don't like fish. You're just not a fish person. I am not a fish person. I'm a big fish fan. No. But I think not not with a pH. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, I see those videos of people, like, going on whale watching things. And then they happen to see one and a whale will, like, breach, like, right yeah. by the boat. And yeah. that, even just seeing it through somebody else's lens is, like... Oh my god. Like I don't so I can't con like the concept of something that large. You cannot contemplate it. It's strange to me. It is so weird. The sea is so interesting. The sea I'm is terrifying. terrifying. It's so terrifying. Cuz like we were in Australia and it was the Great Barrier Reef and there's like a drop off point at one of the spots we were at where it just goes into black. black. No, no, no. no. And can't like do it. I kind of I felt like Nemo. 
Oh God! Of yeah. like going to the edge. It gets so much colder right yeah. there too. Yeah, yeah. Uh. I stuck my hand out and I'm like, oh my God, something's gonna bite me and I'm gonna die. <laughs> right. It's like, Goodbye. There's something lurking in that darkness, waiting right here. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, 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 I'm no, no. I'm actually good. I don't belong here. <laughs> this is not my domain. This is not my world, man. <laughs> yeah. I, you can have it, fishies. Every, yeah. Everything can and should eat me here if yeah. I'm found here. Yeah. I get it. Oh, like that's like those open water movies. Ugh. I can't and I nope. won't. I won't watch nope. those. Absolutely, you will that. never find me in a situation like that. Oh no, no. Um, we just don't like water. <laughs> in case you didn't know, I don't know if like we just won't ever admit it that we just aren't water people. We just don't like water. <laughs> so all right, maybe we aren't water people. <laughs> I think we aren't water people is the thing. Uh, but we also aren't really land people. No, maybe we're sky people. Ooh, oh, not too high up. Just like it's cold up there. Well, like, okay, like, not too high up, like, a little bit. Like, also, there are also large birds. Maybe, like, a good 15 feet off the and ground at all times. And men with teeth. You're right. I'm a nowhere person. <laughs> I'm an indoors person. I like the abyss of the indoors. You know how, yeah, you know how cats are indoor-outdoor? <laughs> so am I. I'm indoor. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm glad we learned this about each other. Right. It's nice you that know, 74 episodes in, we can still find out stuff about each other. Here's the thing. Maybe we can, like... Talk to somebody at the Travel Channel <laughs> and be like, how the fuck are we going to indoor travel? We I are see nowhere where going. people. <laughs> we are nowhere people. But I'll try anything once. Oh, yeah. We're the, like, we would be two people that they would send on trips knowing yeah. full well that we'd be like, mm, oh, this is not going to be good. This is not going to be good. Like and then it. it's just a, like a cut of just screaming. Yeah. But like, we'll totally try anything. Yeah. So it's like, fine. We just won't pretend that we like it when we don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm pretty sure that they have had, um, the British shows have done that where like one person who loves traveling will take another person who hates it like on a trip and listen to that person complain. But it'd just be both of us kind it'd just of be both of us complaining. It. Yeah. <laughs> and then like cut to us just like inside somewhere once an episode, like finally enjoying ourselves. Yep. <laughs> like room service. Yes. Just never leaving the <laughs> curtains closed and there's a gorgeous beach uh, outside. Just like no 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 no. This is our happy place. We are nowhere, people. <laughs> there are fucking jellyfish in that water. Oh, get at us, Discovery Channel. And they eat you. <laughs> uh, the nowhere people. I want to do that. Really yeah. Bad. Let's pitch that. All right. All right. We're only going to harp noise because I have to get the second drink. Mm. Mm. Emily? But it isn't my blue. <laughs> <laughs> mm. And we're returned. <laughs> I've gotten us the second drink. Yeah. Neither of us are finished with our other drink, which is very sort of tart, which is good. I think it will be a good contrast to this very heavy, very dark porter that I got us. It is a we founder's do. porter. We do love a good porter. Um, I do want to state, um, fuck the owner of founders. Yes, I still understand that he's not cool. <laughs> um, the other employees of founders don't agree with him, and I like to support them. Um, but also... This is the best porter, and you can fight me on that. This is a really good fucking porter. And we are a fan of dark beers. We are. Here on this pod. And the story I'm going to tell is dark. It's weirdly a little bit dark, um, but also kind of malty. Mm. And um, definitely has to do with porter. So Did somebody fall into a beer vat? Let's talk about it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> Taylor. Let's talk about it. Okay. First, let's stink it. 
Ooh. Mm. Ooh. She's a good girl. Mm. Plus, I like the picture on the front. I'm going to name her Martha. <laughs> I was thinking Gertrude. Mm. Martha Gertrude the third. The third. As if Gertrude was her last name. <laughs> and there's been three of her. Oh. Martha Elizabeth Bertrude. <laughs> Martha Elizabeth Bertrude. The third. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for my porter. <laughs> I'm so annoyed right now. <laughs> That's a really good name, and I'm so mad. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the name of the woman on the founder's porter bottle. If anyone knows what she looks like, she's a beautiful painting. Uh, but her name, <laughs> her name, her name is amazing. <laughs> oh. Well, that's the name of the episode. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes right. I contribute. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfect. All right. All right. So, intro. <laughs> I'm about to start reading a novel. Mm. In, in 1814. Ooh. Yeah, right? Way we back. Getting, we getting old bitches. I wasn't literally, a person. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not even close. I was literally, it was literally 200 years before the thing you just told us. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Weird. Mm -hmm. So. There were two large breweries functioning in London at the time. I'm sure that there were a lot of breweries, but these were the two largest. Whitbread and um, it was called Mukes & Co. That's Horseshoe a bad name. Brewery. Uh -oh. yeah. The Horseshoe <laughs> Brewery was its name, but it was owned by a guy named Mukes. So today, a larger brewery would store its beer in like large metal tanks, copper, stainless steel, etc. If you have ever been on like a brewery tour, you may have seen depending on the size of the brewery, really big vats of beer. Yeah. Like really, really big vats just there to store beer. They can be yeah. as big as like 30 meters tall. Yep. And 30 meters wide. Yeah. Huge, huge. silos. Yeah. And it's um, um, typically, because I used to do before the COVID times. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do microbrewery tours. Mm. And a lot of yes. the tanks are for fermentation. And then right. for adding the carbonation once it's considered a green beer. Yeah. Um, and then they also, in larger places, they'll have separate tanks where they just store the ready-made beer to age or just to wait for yep. the bottling process. If it's a big enough organization. Right. And they can't just bottle right away because there's yeah. too much or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But usually that doesn't last very long. Unless you're specifically aging something for a while, yeah. you, would, you would only have it in there for a few days. Or if you're making um, a sour beer. Oh, for sure, yeah. Because then you have to have that in a separate room with oh. the special yeast. Right, that makes it sour over time. Yeah, That's that takes tip. like six months. Ooh, I didn't yeah. know that was such a long process. Yeah. I and that shit will kill your other beer if it gets out. It is invasive as fuck. <laughs> it's that all sour now. That yeast is angry. All of the yeast is... It will ruin <laughs> everything. It will kill your other yeast. Wow. It'll marry your wife. And it'll take all of your money. <laughs> and then move on. That sounds amazing. Um, and now I have much more respect and fear for a sour beer. You should. That's usually <laughs> how I give that part of the tour. <laughs> respect the beer. Respect the beer. Fear the yeast. Fear the yeast. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So, yes, these vats can literally hold millions of gallons of beer at a time. Yeah, holy shit. They're usually double-walled to prevent leakage and breaches in containment. Like, Fair. that would be pretty devastating, as I imagine. <laughs> Flood by beer. Yeah. Or 
Wait. <laughs> hey, what? Hey, Emily. Hey. Yeah. Uh, oh. oh. So in 1814, they didn't have the technology we have now. They didn't make huge structures out of metal that were double walled and super oh, safe. So I just need everyone to know she keeps looking at me uh, aggressively as she's uh-huh. saying this. Uh-huh. It's because you guessed it so fucking early. I love you. <laughs> wait, so, the murder or the flooding? Just wait. <laughs> so, <laughs> so even large breweries at this time were storing pretty massive amounts of beer in like wooden vats. Um, picture these vats like really big barrels. You know, like you can slat together a barrel like perfectly so there's a watertight seal and then you wrap these bands of metal around it to hold the wood together. Um, it's like that, but way, way, way fucking bigger. Like so huge. Clearly like this was a system that worked. So at the time, the Horseshoe Brewery had several of these large bats, vats holding anywhere between 2,000 and 18,000 barrels of beer each. 18,000 was their biggest one. 18,000 barrels of beer. Think how many gallons of beer, it's 31, by the way, is in a barrel. <laughs> and then there's 18,000 barrels in these, in these giant vats just made out of fucking wood. Here's a picture of one. Holy shit. It's huge. It's huge because it's next to some people. Yeah, and they only come up a little past the first line on there. Right. All those lines are these big rings, and there's a ring every foot past, like, the second foot. So if this thing is, like, 20 feet high, there's 20 rings. Jesus. Um, And, like, every one of those rings, specifically for the vet I'm going to talk about... (laughs) was 700 pounds. Just the rings around it, the hoops that keep the thing together, each one was 700 pounds. That's how big and heavy duty those things were. So. I'm scared. (laughs) On October 17th, one of the bottom rings on one of the vats just sort of slipped from its place and fell three feet to the ground. Just kind of fell off of it and went clang. So no one paid that a lot of mind because weirdly enough, like there, first of all, there is one ring per foot. There's a lot of other rings holding the thing together. And this happened two to three times a year since they installed that particular vat four years earlier. So they're just like, oh, the ring went again. It's the same one. Ugh, annoying. Because again, there's 700 pounds. You can't just put that back on. You got to get like 18 dudes <laughs> and a bunch of levers and some hammers. <laughs> yeah. Like to put that shit back together. So it's not an immediate process. But again, no one was super freaked out by this. They were just like, okay, we'll get that done. So there was a man whose name was George Crick. He was the storehouse clerk. Um, And he saw it happen or heard that it had happened and was like, all right, fuck, okay. And he writes a note to Florence Young, one of the brewery partners, informing him that the hoop had fallen so that they would send someone to fix it eventually. And... Literally, like, an hour later, he's walking through the brewery with a note in his hand to pass off to somebody to give to Florence, and he just hears the vat explode. Oh, shit. Like, it's in another room, and it just goes, like, it's huge. It rocks the floor beneath him, and he goes running into this other room to just see carnage. So, like, break really fast. This vat was nearly full to the top. It was 20 meters high. Nearly full. It was holding 3,555 barrels of what's called entire porter. 
Now, this is not just like any regular porter, because apparently we, we were doing this at the time with beer. The beer was 10 months old, which is really fucking old for a beer. Like, they're, they are, I mean, it's kind of like aging something in an oak barrel, but yeah. a really big one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, that's an old fucking beer. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, as long as it's not an IPA. Right. Oh, God. Just getting, those do not getting hoppier shelf and well. Hoppier and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Murder and stankier. <laughs> right. So I guess what this was meant to do was like they would ship this out as a, like an aged, they would determine it was old enough and like mature enough in flavor that they would ship it out to um, different pubs in the area and then they would mix it with freshly brewed porter to people's tastes. Hmm. So depending on how dark and how heady you wanted it, you could have more of the old stuff or less of the old stuff mixed in with new stuff. Which is super interesting, and I want to have that much control in my fucking beer. Yeah. Sounds awesome. So, this was some old, stanky-ass beer. Yeah. Say. Like, think of how strong in flavor and smell a porter is. Yeah. This is not aged overly long. No. So, imagine this dark-ass shit just bust out of this vat with the force and speed that a wall of the room burst open. Like, the room it was in... Jesus. First of all, this wall... Is twenty five. It's yeah, and it's twenty five feet high, and it's twenty two inches thick. Oh my god! And the beer just went. <laughs> the power of liquids, man. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, like just, it's like it was nothing. Bust a hole in that thing, and not only that. Unfortunately, the flying debris and beer quote knocked the cock out. <laughs> oh, of another vat. Oh no. And that it's that itself contained two thousand one hundred and one barrels of beer, all but about five hundred barrels of beer were lost from that as well. So that so means, much beer. oh my god, that means there's like over there's about five thousand barrels worth of beer that has just burst through a wall at like crazy speeds and is. W- forming what they call in a lot of the articles a tsunami of beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is just happening. This Some is a real dude thing. Somewhere's like, yeah, that's how I want to go. That's how I want to get killed by the a tsunami of beer. I was hoping that the meat tornado would kill me, <laughs> but, it didn't. but if it can't, <laughs> I'll take a tsunami of beer. <laughs> the whiskey hurricane didn't do the job. <laughs> so. Crick and his colleagues mm-hmm. are instantly like waist deep in porter. <laughs> like it's just everywhere. And they're trying to save like the men who were in the room at the time were injured. And so they're sure. drowning. Yeah. And so they're like, oh God, they're trying to pull these men out. Even his own brother was in the room. So he's like trying to pull his brother out. Many of these men were, they were fine, but they were heavily bruised. They had to be taken to the hospital with serious injuries just from the force of it and flying debris hitting them. And then, like, then as the beer just powerfully thunders away from the brewery down the various streets around it, it just, this is just the middle of London. <laughs> like, this is all just happening in the middle of a busy city. I mean, it's one way to get rid of all the poop in the road. <laughs> you know, probably the cleanest, weirdly, yeah, the streets yeah. have been in a while. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> you. A lot of things were still happening in the streets of London then. For sure. Oh, God. I've been mentioning a lot of numbers. This is the last of it. I just wanted to, like, really drive home how much beer this is. Because you can say a barrel all you want, but, like, okay. It's like a whale. Right. You have no genuine concept of that exactly. level of, yeah. It's really hard to picture. Yeah. So I, I said before that there are 31 gallons of beer in a barrel. 
Picture a gallon of milk. You know how much a gallon is. Nothing. Picture 31 of those as a barrel, and there are. If we, if we do the math here, take the measurement of how many vats of, like, how much barrels of beer in the vats that, like, exploded times 31, we're talking 175,305 gallons of beer. Just an FYI. It's it, it seriously it creates it, it first of all it all weighs hundreds of tons and it sure. creates this fifteen foot high wave that is thundering down the streets. It's it filled cellars and rushed into the first floors of people's homes. It's like when a tsunami hits and it's just in people's houses. It's just taking the path of least resistance and filling up the lower levels of wherever it goes. And then you're and then taking your on. cow to the dining room on the <laughs> second floor. I literally, I really did think about that. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's like the tsunami app. Nope, it's it's even more like the hurricane app with yeah. the woman who's trying yeah. to drag her cow onto the roof. <laughs> so yes, that happened. And in a smaller area for sure. Because this is a finite amount of stuff. Whereas like a tsunami is like, that's the ocean. And it's going to come at you until it decides to not come at you anymore. <laughs> it has more water always. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets tired. <laughs> It needs a nap. Right. At least this, even though it's a lot, is still an amount that will run out eventually. Yeah. yeah. It's not an unending source. <laughs> right. So, um, let's see here. Uh, it was early in the evening, so not many people were actually in their homes when this started, um, which is good. Like, the men were not home from work yet, which meant that the only people home were, in some cases, women and children. And so, like, if, if there had not been... If they'd have been maybe a couple hours later, the death toll could have been much, much worse. But as it stands, like, because this is a silly story, but also there there were people who died. This was, like, a very dangerous thing that happened, and the people very nearby had to deal with, like, very fast-moving liquid yeah. <laughs> in great quantities, and that is super dangerous. So eight people died in the flood in total. And they mostly just had, like, really unfortunate circumstances. Like, Aww. wrong place, wrong time, hit in the wrong way. Uh, this includes a little girl named Hannah Banfield. She was with her mother taking tea in their house. And the tide came in super swiftly, pushed Hannah's mother out the window. She survived but was heavily injured. Her, almost drowned her sister. And while Hannah was pushed into another room where she hit her head and was killed mm. instantly. So, like, just really unlucky. Like, you just you just get slammed into something and no one can help. Eleanor Cooper was 14 and standing in the pump yard of the nearby Tavistock Arms public house or pub or bar. It's just a bar where people sometimes live. She was washing pots, and the flood collapsed part of the back wall of the pub, and it fell around her such that when she was dug out of the wreckage, uh, the wreckage she was still standing up. Oh. But she had died. She oh. was just sort of surrounded on all sides by wreckage and was still upright. Oh. Which is so creepy. Um, they found her three hours later. And um, five other people, the biggest sort of casualty here was five people were killed because they were at a wake. Um, a young boy, um, let me find his name, named John Seville, he had died the day before, and so they were having a wake in the family's cellar to view his body. Uh oh And the beer rushed in with this enormous speed and immediately like just floods the entire cellar. It's very difficult to get out, some people do. But five people are killed, including John's mother, Anne. Mm. I know. And that was another thing they said, though. A couple hours later, when the men had come home from work, that cellar would have been full. Because those were Irish people, and this was an Irish wake. Yeah. 
So like it would have been way worse. Yeah. Had there been a lot more people down there. So yeah. Um, in a way, people were pretty lucky that there were only eight people killed by this like massive thing that happened, but it still really sucks that like even those eight people had to go because some fucking beer <laughs> like <laughs> spilled out Holy of a vat. Shit. It's crazy. So we'll talk a little bit about some survivors now. There is only one known eyewitness testimony of the flood, and it is strangely written by an unnamed American man who just happened to be in the area <coughs> when the vat burst. Like, this is London, and this is just an American dude, and F- he mentions this. It is 1814, which means the War of 1812 started two years before. <laughs> and that is between America and Britain, and this guy's just in England. <laughs> like, I don't know what he's doing there. He's a spy. <laughs> he's pretending to have a British accent, just walking around. <laughs> trying Hello, chaps. <laughs> Hello, governor. <laughs> Definitely not an American man. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> His accent is as bad as mine. I am. What are you doing in the park, George? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a Sunday in the park with George reference? <laughs> wow, sick pull. <laughs> Wasn't intentional. What a, what a good Sondheim mm. pull. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see here. So this unnamed American man, he just happened to be in the area. He wrote his account of what happened nearly 20 years later in the New York magazine called the Knickerbocker. Hmm. So fun. So I searched for the entire article as best I could because like the Knickerbocker is technically online. You can see scans of it and it will let you search it. But I could not fucking find this guy's whole article. Oh, shit. However, there is this one quote Um, of his that kept showing up in other articles. So I will read that. So this is him. All at once, I found myself borne onward with great velocity by a torrent which burst upon me so suddenly as almost to deprive me of a breath. A roar as of falling buildings at a distance and suffocating fumes were in my ears and nostrils. I was rescued with great difficulty by the people who immediately collected around me and from whom I learned the nature of the disaster that had befallen me. An immense vat belonging to a brew house situated on Banbury Street, and they're like, sick, actually, it's um, Bainbridge Street, you stupid fucking American. (laughs) This is why we're at war. (laughs) And containing four or 5,000 barrels of strong beer had suddenly burst and swept everything before it. The whole dwellings were literally riddled with the flood. Numbers were killed. And from among the crowds which filled the narrow passages in every direction, came the groans of sufferers. Just like that. Just like that. That's what they sounded like. Keep going! Though though but just rescued... Also, this guy's an asshole. Though but just rescued, as it were, from the jaws of death, my clothes heavy with the hot malt liquor which had saturated them. Hot. It's hot. Yuck. Mm. Beer shouldn't be hot. Nah, dude. I can truly say that 15 minutes had not elapsed before I had entirely forgotten the late disastrous occurrence in the emotions excited by perusing the Admiralty Bulletin, an exaggerated account of a most brilliant victory gained over the American army before Baltimore, in which it was stated that 12,000 Americans had been completely put to root by (laughs) by about 4,000 British troops, including a brigade of seamen. So, So this guy almost drowns without having any idea what's going on. Like, one day he's, like, walking down the street, and then he just gets hit by a wave, almost drowns, gets saved by some British people, and then 15 minutes later he's like, 
super happy about a military victory, and which now just reading that again, I realize it was a victory of Britain over America. So this is an expat we're talking mm, about. That's why he's in Britain. <laughs> right. I guess now I Got answered my it. own question. Yeah. Like, all right, asshole. <laughs> Jesus all right, Christ. Traitor. Yeah. And also you almost died, but you were still so stoked that we killed a bunch of Americans in this battle that you forgot you almost died. Fucking and then Benedict Arnold. <laughs> and then twenty years later, I guess you just had to write about Wannabe. it. Wannabe. What an a-hole. Jerk. Right? So that was his account. Um, now, a normal flood, like I mentioned, would dissipate, returning slowly to the water source from whence it came. <laughs> but, like, this flood, <laughs> because it is finite and because it doesn't really have a source anymore, it just kind of, like, spread out enough that it would, like, it lowered down. It, it lived in people's cellars now until, like, basically you only had a couple of inches of it on the street. Um, but, like, there was this stench <laughs> left behind <laughs> apparently after everything receded you could still smell the beer and in some places where it had collected like in people's cellars and basements and first floors the stench was so overpowering that people didn't want to go near the area it was not great mm. but despite that like immediately people from other neighborhoods in the immediate vicinity started gathering to help out with the wreckage and and move debris and um, at one point, people started gathering shovels to dig people out from underneath the wreckage of buildings. And they did say, like, there were people whose specific jobs were to, quote, prevent any noise from among the crowd, that the persons who were employed in clearing the rubbish might direct their ears to the ground in order to discover whether any of the victims were calling for assistance. So, like... The idea is that the people were unnaturally calm about this to the mm. point where, like, the other volunteers would be like, "I need, we need everybody to be as quiet as possible so we can hear people calling for help. And then everybody just was. Weird. <laughs> Which seems insane. What, what's that kind of compliance like? Right? When Holy you tell shit. a group of people to do something and they just do it. <laughs> right? Like, in order to save the lives yeah. of other people. You what mean is they that give like? A shit? Wow. Huh. Seems insane. It's weird. But that's because of that, because of like that sort of solidarity they all had with each other and that willingness to be helpful. It's it sucks even more that these myths occurred because now there are myths surrounding this incident that were perpetuated by some of the newspapers mm. at the time. Newspapers being dishonest. Usually what? usually they're pieces of shit and always have been, and it's interesting that mm -hmm. we don't remember that all the time. Yeah. Um I mean, there, like always, there's good news and bad news. <laughs> like, and a lot of the time, it's there's bad, bad news. <laughs> it's, bad. it's real bad. So it's important to note, okay, so like this area where this happened, where the brewery resides, is the Great Russell Street and New Street, mainly known to be populated by lower class laborers and poor families. And there is a great many Irish inhabitants. And it, for those who don't know, um, the Irish are the weirdest group to be racist against if you are English. <laughs> because <laughs> they look and sound the most like you mm -hmm. of any group on Earth, and yet you hate them. <laughs> you just hate them so much. they didn't follow rules. Mm -hmm. So a, there was a lot, a lot of Irish inhabitants in this area, and they were all like sort of the working class people, the working poor of the area. So... What they decided, especially this, this publication called the Bury and Norfolk Post, 
uh, they reported the tragedy over a week later, like just waited that whole time, nine whole days before they were like, oh yeah, and like, then like that, like killed eight people. They <laughs> reported it like this. When the beer began to flow, the neighborhood, consisting of the lower classes of the Irish, were busily employed in putting in their claim to a share, and every vessel, from a kettle to a cask, were put into requisition, and many of them were seen enjoying themselves at the expense of the proprietors. <laughs> that just means they were like, they're acting as if that Irish people brought like every vessel they had in their house to hold the beer, and like scooped b free beer up from the streets to take back to their homes, as if that's all they gave a shit about, was drinking it. There was a rumor that a man drank himself to death that day from just like slurping it up off the streets. There was another report that like, the injured were taken to Middlesex Hospital and, quote, the patients already there for illnesses unrelated to the beer disaster smelled the ale and began to riot, accusing doctors and nurses of holding out on the beer they thought was being served elsewhere in the hospital. Just because everybody stank of it who was coming in from the streets. That is also not fucking true. <laughs> None of that happened. What is wrong with the news? And like at that <laughs> point, it wouldn't smell good anymore. Right. Ew. Why would it's you? It's been through so many things. And Yuck. the streets of London already. Oh, it's so mixed with shit. Are you just know it is. Stinky as fuck at that time. Ugh. Human and horse feces. And also, that is really old, stinky, hot beer. Yeah. <laughs> like, we've established how not appetizing that is. You just smell, you just smell malt. Like, Think of how not appetizing that is in great it's quantities. Not, it's not. Yuck. Even small, like, uncooked malt Ugh. doesn't smell great. No. It doesn't. It super doesn't. Ugh. So, yeah. People are still assholes. Like, just if you need a little reminder, um... Things were bad then, too, and people were racist and really shitty then, too, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's not a very hopeful message, but it is nice to think that, like... This didn't come from nowhere. Right. It's also the Industrial Revolution was around that time. Mm. So workers' rights were a new concept. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's such a kind way of putting it. Uh. <laughs> Non-existent. Uh. <laughs> uh. So a mere three days after the incident, the brewery was taken to court and witnesses were asked to testify. George Crick, the guy that I said like was there, he'd written a note the and note, yeah. heard the thing happen like as he's passing off the note to like, somebody want to fix this? Oh shit, it's too late. <laughs> like, um, so he testified first. Um, he said that none of the hoops on the vat busted open when the vat actually like burst, which is super weird. It's not so much that the vat like blew up as it collapsed in on itself very suddenly. And he said, um, quote, it had given way as completely as if a quart pot had been turned up on the table. I don't know what that means, but that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Crick. Um, <laughs> the coroner who examined the bodies of all eight victims concluded that they died casually, accidentally, and by misfortune. The court ruled the flood to be an unavoidable act of God and did not hold the, the brewery liable for this issue. Like, I don't know as I would necessarily, like, I don't know if there was a structural issue with that vat that they should have seen, if that ring really does mean anything, the fact that it would fall off sometimes. Like, I know on barrels there's, like, an important ring mm. that holds everything in place and then everything else is, like, reinforcement, but mm. also, like... 
this was like the lowest ring. Yeah. So I wonder if it had much to do or if it was just slightly too big or if other structural things were going on that made that ring loosen at times when it shouldn't have and that was an indicator that they ignored or if this was just a freak thing. And if the beer was hot, what that was doing to the wood. Right. I think at the very least it was warm. They describe it as hot, but I think it's just not cooled. If Pearl Street ever opens back up again to the public, I'll ask Dalton. <laughs> please. Oh, my God, please. And tell me tell me what they say about what could happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll see if the head brewer's there. Is there any circumstance in which Joe's Pearl... there? And I'm just right? like, hey, what if? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, imagine all your shit is wood and not metal, right? Yeah. And then imagine... And then you stored <laughs> beer for 10 months. Right. Finished beer. Yeah. <laughs> and then the bottom ring fell off. <laughs> and you just ignored that shit. But only for like an hour. <laughs> and then everything went boom. And there was beer everywhere. Is there some circumstance in which a vat even made of metal could crumple on itself from the outside? Probably. You know? Like if there's some sort of... Maybe it's too heavy at the top and just not structurally sound in the middle. Because it don't looked know. very much like a silo. It didn't mm-hmm. look like a domey right where like a barrel would, would, would bow out yeah it doesn't curvy do that thing yeah it's odd i have no idea i don't know enough about physics or liquids or beer <laughs> or anything anything at all <laughs> i know nothing <laughs> i don't know shit about fuck <laughs> um, so so yes either way the courts ruled this an act of god unavoidable no matter what basically mm. all right the brewery uh, petitioned Parliament for help, stating that the damages and loss of revenue that that had cost the company, like just they lost the vat, they lost that Everything. room for a while, they Everything. lost all that beer. Um, yeah, it cost them about twenty three thousand pounds, which is a cool sixty six million pounds today. Um, Ouchies. Yeah, and while Parliament wasn't like, oh yeah, we'll recoup your losses, they didn't do that because no, 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 why would they do that? Right. They did decide that the brewery did not have to repay taxes on the p- replacement beer they were making as they had already paid taxes on the beer they made that they lost, which in the end saved them about 7,000 pounds in their money, which is not nothing. But <laughs> this is much worse. They, so they did the business kind of a kindness. And then because the world is trash, things were far worse for the victims of the flood. Sure. People had nothing to do with it. Yeah. And now they can't because they weren't, proven responsible for it they can't go after them to recoup exactly there is no civil suit to be had here like no one is at fault apparently except for god yeah so they everybody who sustained damage in the flood sustained an estimated three thousand pounds of damage in their money uh, to property and to belongings the government awarded nothing to them and like we just said they can't ask for money from the brewery itself and the government also was just like nah fuck you (laughs) These are already poor people, and some of them lost their whole homes to this, or like the bottom yeah. half. Um, one thing that did happen was they held a wake near in a nearby pub to raise money for the victims. They actually displayed the eight bodies, like because it, it's a wake. Yeah, and a especially lot of if it was Irish. a lot of Irish people. Exactly, that's what they do. But they <laughs> or they did right. They brought in a total of thirty-three pounds in that money. Like that's decent. It's a in in that time that's an okay amount of money but again they lost three thousand pounds worth of stuff yeah so even funeral costs are probably barely covered by all of that yeah and it's just really rough um like i said the street supposedly stank of beer for many months following the incident 
Um, I can only imagine that, like, you know, they're... Think of all the people who would smell a porter after that and just, like, instantly be like, I have to leave. <laughs> I, can't, I can't be here. <laughs> it's the worst smell imaginable. My house, my house smells like this. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not the best note. It's kind of a down note to end on, but that is the end of the story. Like, that happened, and nothing really got better. <laughs> like, those Great. people were just fucked for a little bit. That was happy. Yeah. It's a weird story. It's weird. It's not necessarily... Um, uplifting no almost nothing is but um yeah now you know that there was a beer flood in 1814 in london wow um while i was researching i saw something about a molasses flood so i'm gonna look into like all the weird floods (laughs) yes please (laughs) all of the things that flood that shouldn't flood yeah (laughs) and what happens and who's at fault and what the fuck is going on yeah did they have any indications that it was going to happen that they ignored? Right. It's weird to me. Like, I think because this one's so old, like we just don't have really good records. Yeah. And they probably didn't really keep good records of like what state their barrels were in and shit. But like, it is kind of a freak thing to have happened without any notice whatsoever. So. Yeah. So I guess. So yeah. That's the story of uh, that. Funny thing to end on. Yeah, please tell Speaking us. Speaking um, of freak things, <laughs> tell us a story about the 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 angry man who lives in your house. Yes, <laughs> Mushu, my white cat. This is important. <laughs> <laughs> He's mostly white. He's mostly white. He looks like a dragon. Yeah, and uh, I had. So with everything going on, yesterday was not a great day. I wasn't in the mood to cook. I got food delivered to the house because I am an inside person and I don't, I am a nowhere person. You're a nowhere person. (laughs) And uh, we got McDonald's and I got Mm. some spicy chicken nuggets because they have those now. I have not had that yet. Is it good? It's really good. Hell yeah. And I had some ketchup in the lid. This is important. Uh And I'd also gotten my apps and tea ballot yesterday. And I had that. Nice. Good for you, by the way. And I had just opened it and I was... Running a dungeon in Final Fantasy XIV online. And all of a sudden, Mushu is next to me. And I'm like, that's weird. I had a couple chicken nuggets left. I'm like, he probably just wants the chicken nuggets. (laughs) No sooner had I said that, he put his back paw straight into the ketchup. And it went up to, like, the little, like, elbow knobby part. All the way up. No. No. Now... (laughs) For anyone who doesn't play Final Fantasy XIV, when you're running a dungeon, it can either be with three other strangers, mm-hmm. seven other strangers, or sometimes over 20 other strangers, like that's, 24, 23 strangers. That's a lot of people. Luckily, Kat was with me on this one, as well as someone else that she knew. And then we only had one stranger to contend with, because we had to stop running the dungeon. <laughs> So I could chase the cat with paper towels (laughs) to get the ketchup off of his legs. Okay, so when you had said, like, oh, this guy had ketchup on him, I kind of thought he had, like, a swipe. He dunked dunked his whole leg (laughs) in ketchup. What a cute, disgusting boy. And I was holding him, like, I hooked my arm (laughs) under his belly to (laughs) catch his back legs so I could take the paper towel and just wipe his leg <laughs> in one fell swoop to try and get as much off as I could because he doesn't like to be held and he doesn't like to really cuddle but if he went running around it'd just be like splattering everywhere you know there's just something strange 
about chasing your cat <laughs> with their leg covered in ketchup <laughs> as a way to wrap up a very shitty week. Yeah. It's just like... In a way that's like farcical and fun. That's the menace. Yep, the there ketchup he is. man. If you can hear him, the ketchup man speaks. All right, Mushu apparently wants us to be done, and oh. you can see on this back oh, leg yeah. the stain of the <laughs> Buddy, I'm so sorry about your leg. Oh, man. Oh, well, thanks, Mushu, for your contribution to this fucking podcast, you ass. <laughs> but um, uh, we hope you guys are having a better week. Um, yeah. If you had a bad week, kind of like us. It's okay. It's going to get it's better. It's okay. It's going to get better. Next week is bound to be at least a little it's bit gonna better, It's going to get right? something. It's going to get something. If it doesn't get better, it's all going to be over eventually. Right. And you have to go on believing that something is, you know, going to get better down the road. Even we if still have even... three months left in 2020. Mm -hmm. There could still be an asteroid coming. Sure. Absolutely. And you know what? Now's the time to just, like, take pride in your, like, personal stuff. If you yeah. have a personal thing that you've been looking forward to. Look forward to that as much as humanly possible. Yeah. <laughs> like Get excited. Find the joy. If you have something you're proud of that you just did, find joy in that. Tell people about it. Be proud of yourself because sometimes that's all we have. Thank you guys so much for joining us, for um, helping to make this day brighter. It was, it was, it's been a lovely day. It's been yeah. nice to see my friends, even <laughs> though we've had like a really rough week. <laughs> Clank it. Oh, this and week sucked. It really did. Uh, we'll see you very soon. And uh, don't forget your can of. Gasoline! gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, yeah, yeah.